Welcome, I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours, and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul, and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing, and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hello beautiful ones, welcome back to the Woman Awake podcast. I am here on January 16th on a beautiful, incredible blue sky summer's day, taking some time out from school holiday <laughs> extravaganza to touch base with you and to reconnect on the Woman Awake podcast and have a chat, have a chat with you about something I think is really, really, really important and a really beautiful um, foundation, I guess, to begin our year from. Before I go to that, I'd love to share something with you. Very soon, we are about to christen this year with the very first new moon in Aquarius, which actually peaks on Sunday the 22nd. That's technically the dark moon. The new moon is on January the 23rd. So myself and my beautiful soul sister, Lauren Falconer, who happens to be a woman that I have cherished in my world for many, many years, beginning from our full-time yoga days to her being my daughter during my pregnancy with my eldest, Soleil, and journeying together and also on separate paths for many, many years. Lauren and I are coming together as priestesses under the Mary Magdalene lineage to bring you a free community event. It's called The Gathering and will be held on the evening 8pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time of Monday the 23rd of January. Now the reason that we're doing this as a precursor to our further collaborations, which you'll learn all about if you come along to that gathering, but mostly because we really, really, really want to commune. We really want to sit in community inside sacred circle, and we want to share and connect and come into devotional practices and experiences with our communities combined. So this is going to be about a 60 to 75 minute experience. Lauren and I will be coming together. We've already got 46, maybe more now, beautiful humans who have signed on for this free event. So the link is in the show notes. We highly recommend you come along. We've got more beautiful things happening this year together, but this will be the beginning, the taste tester. We're going to take you on a beautiful ceremonial journey where we open sacred space. There'll be drumming and chanting, light language practices, and and intention setting under the potent energy of the Aquarius new moon. Being a quadruple Aquarius, this is my time. This is my time of the year. And also we are in the age of Aquarius. So this is a really powerful and important time. And if perhaps like me, you resonate with the new year starting well and truly after the 1st of January, you may actually find this portal on the 23rd to be really profound and impactful for you as we begin this new solar return, this new journey around the sun. 
The temple space is coming very soon. It's making a comeback. I'm not going to say too much here, but it is in collaboration with Lauren. It is considerably much more affordable and with a lot more depth and juiciness. So I'll leave that with you. The link is in the show notes. Come on over and connect. I'm so excited to journey with you guys inside the gathering, which is about tending to our community roots and coming together in communion. The last little share for you before we dive into today's episode is that I'm opening up my books for private one-on-one mentoring from February onwards. I actually cleared the decks and decided not to continue with the majority of my clients and not to take on any new clients, just to give myself space to really sink into some new creations. But if I'm really honest, (laughs) I miss it. I miss working one-on-one with people. There's nothing quite like the private portal and the depths and the space that we can enter and go to there's nothing quite like the relationship that unfolds when mentor and mentee come together and when we get to co-create and dance with the divine and with our dreams and goals and wishes and to really journey in quite a unique way so i'm going to leave that open for you if you'd like to apply and to reach out with your expression of interest please send me an email directly claire at claireobade.com So let's get going and dive into today's episode. Self-love is self-responsibility. So let me dive in. My teacher, Anna Ottero, was sharing in one of our recent Aramaic classes about a vision and a channeling that she received in 2012 from Mary Magdalene. Anna asked Mary Magdalene what self-love really is and to help her understand this concept a little more. And as I said at the beginning, Mary Magdalene's answer to her was self-love is self-responsibility, which sounds on the surface, maybe quite self-explanatory or maybe not so profound, but when you dig into it, it really is quite life-changing. And I think it's a really important conversation for us to have, which I'm going to dive into more, but I really just want to go back a second and give you some context In 2012 or thereabouts, you may recall this sudden urge of interest and talk on the divine feminine, on self-love, on the goddess energy. For me, at least, it seemed like it came out of nowhere and it was interesting, but I hadn't fully anchored into it yet. This goddess frequency was actually activated on our planet around about this time. It was a huge portal. There was a massive shift in energy. And of course, with that came a new language, a new consciousness, a new paradigm. And of course, this feminine focus that was seeded and that began to grow and spread like wildfire. So it's not a surprise to me that Anna actually asked this question to Mary Magdalene, who actually began visiting her in apparition and in channelings and has done so since. And if you think about the energy of Mary Magdalene, she represents the embodiment of unconditional love. She is the apostle to the apostles. She is a powerful ascended master. She is a consciousness. She's a teacher. She's an energy. She's a frequency that's here to support us in our own exploration of the divine within on earth and within the heavenly realms at the same time, simultaneous. So in today's episode, I'm going to unpack Mary Magdalene's answer to Anna and dissect it through my own personal lens because it does feel like the perfect time. As I mentioned, we're starting a new solar return, a journey into 2023. This is the year of the number seven, which is a year that provides us with the possibility to receive more light And more light means more spaciousness, more creation energy, more love. 
Number seven is also, amongst many other things, representative of Mary Magdalene. So as we begin this journey, it feels really important to share some of her wisdom and, of course, that of my teachers too. Number seven, just while we're here talking about it, represents Shekhinah, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the divine feminine presence. Mary Magdalene, as I've mentioned, Venus, the Hathor or Hathor energy, which is directly related to the Pleiadians, the energy of initiation, the experience of being initiated, the auric field, Asherah, which is a goddess, the Black Madonna, the Tree of Life, the creation story, the Genesis story, and of course the study of Aramaic letters, which you may have heard me mention a few times here on the podcast. It is such a powerful number, and it represents an amazing upgrade for us in everything in our lives. It's mystical. It's a very high octave number. It works with the Venus energy and the energy of light creation. It is a strong number for the empath and the healer and for that desire to make beauty and create beauty in your world and to offer beauty. So I think this year is a perfect year to dive deeper and deeper into the teachings of the divine feminine and into, of course, the teachings of Mary Magdalene and so much of what my life and my work is about at the moment. So let's go back to self-responsibility being the truest understanding or answer to what self-love really is. So for me, when I think about the word self-responsibility, I immediately ask myself, well, what does that mean? look like and mean in my world and I hear it's about taking ownership for your words for your deeds for your actions for your body for your breath taking ownership for your desires and for your wounds and your triggers and your pain points and your stories and the magic that you create and the joy that you experience there's a sovereignty in there isn't there it's about responsibility and taking ownership for our health our physical, emotional, and mental well-being is no one else's job. It's no one else's responsibility. And if there are things in our life that are not making us feel good or are not supporting us, therefore we aren't in a state of self-love, then of course it's our responsibility to make the changes and to take the action and make the adjustments to feel better, to think better, to move better, to breathe better. And just want to say here, when I say the word better, it's not about saying that where you're at is wrong or bad, but of course it's your responsibility to vibrate at a frequency that is high vibrational because that of course affects your life, your experience, your family, the people around you and ripples outward. So if you're not at that place and there are things like what you're eating or doing or how you're moving your body that are affecting that, then of course there is improvements that can be made. At the core of all of this is love. When we are responsible to ourselves, we cultivate more love for ourselves. When we love ourselves more, we are therefore more inclined to be self-responsible. This in turn, this beautiful loop, it creates more capacity and space to then be in sacred service to others. When you love yourself, it is much easier to be in the world and doing the work that lights you up and is aligned with your soul and to be of service, which if I'm really honest, the older I get, the more I realize is this true selfless service quality is truly what our human journey is actually about. We can't do any of that if we're not in a state of love for ourselves. But when we talk about self-love, it's not just bubble baths and beautiful moisturizers. Of course, all of that is important if it's part of 
self-care and maintenance that obviously is a responsibility that you need to have because of course it's no one else's job to run a bubble bath for you and put moisturizer on your face but it's responsibility responsibility to continuously through the ebbs and flows of life of course but pay attention pay attention to yourself what you're thinking and how that affects your life how you're behaving and how that affects the people in your world what you're doing and why you're doing it I have friends who see movement as a form of mental therapy. They move their bodies and they bring themselves into a state of sweat and physical rigor, not just because they care about the way that their body looks, which of course they do, but because it's mental health maintenance. So it's their responsibility. And the more that they do this form of movement, the more that they love themselves and the more that they actually can cope with the world that they're placed in, with the people that they're living alongside, with the stories and the wounds and the patterns that they still carry in their heart. And that self-responsibility and that self-love just keeps on... It's like a, um, a circular shape. It just keeps feeding back into each other. So I wanted to present this self-responsibility to you at this point, especially as we get closer towards the new moon and we get closer and closer towards what feels like to me, and of course around the Chinese New Year as well, the, the true beginning of this year. Some people feel it later in March, some people feel it right on the 1st of Jan, but for me it's normally around this point. It is the perfect time to be asking yourself the question, what am I truly responsible for within myself and am I honoring that self-responsibility, the role of caretaking and tending to myself in mind, body, soul, spirit? Are there places and spaces that require more attention within myself, within myself, within my world, within my realm? And in doing so, in paying attention to what I'm responsible for and taking steps and actions towards that, how does that boost and tweak my sense of self-love? Which... To get really spiritual here, when you are feeling really integrated with the self and quite in love with yourself, you get to this beautiful place where you realize there is no real self because we are all one. And in that oneness, all that remains is love for the other on our human plane. So human to human, as you start to see that we are all one, that self-love merges and melds into love for all into the consciousness and the energy, the highest vibrational energy of love. So the invitation, the invitation is to understand for yourself what self-responsibility is. How many times can you say self in a podcast, Claire? But to understand for yourself what it is for you. What areas of your life do you need to step up to the self-responsibility plate and say, I'm taking ownership here. I'm going to drop the victim and the martyr story that has me believing that somebody else should be fixing this for me or doing this for me, that somebody else should apologize first or somebody else should offer this to me first. We can spend a lot of time in our lives projecting outwardly, getting caught up in other people's stories and dramas, getting caught up in our judgments of other people's behaviors and experiences, getting caught up in the wave of the next conspiracy theory or the next news story to hit, which is not to say please spiritually bypass and ignore what's relevant. Of course, I'm not saying that. But we can spend a lot of time projecting outward so that we're never actually with the self, including the shadow parts, including the parts of ourselves that requires to really look and to say, 
this is an ongoing trigger for me, which means it's actually my duty and my job to reflect upon this. Again, side note here, I'm not saying that somebody else's horrific and horrendous behavior towards you is your fault or is something that you should only ever battle on your own. Boundaries, my beautiful ones, it's so important for us to remember that as humans, certain behaviors are not okay, certain things are 100% not okay, and we don't have to put up with them. But there are lots of little tiny things that happen in our life, and I know I've been going through it for the last four weeks of my children fighting all summer and watching my triggers come up from my own childhood. It's not their fault. That's not their fault. It's my responsibility to make the adjustments, to look at that, to sit with that, to be with myself rather than projecting my wounds back onto them. And as I'm becoming more and more responsible with those places that now need tending to, I'm coming into a deeper state of love, love for the inner child within myself that didn't have this support, love for the parts and places within me that perhaps had these experiences with my own siblings and wasn't properly supported through it, or I haven't yet healed those places. And that love then continuously feeds back into a desire to do better, to be better in those situations. And also, more importantly, this love for myself that allows me to drop guilt and shame and self-judgment, which is more poisonous and toxic than anything else. And that doesn't support me as I'm trying to journey through this time with my children. So again, the invitation is, is get real. What are you not being responsible for? What are you passing on to somebody else or expecting somebody else to manage? What and where are you not loving yourself? And underneath that, there's usually a place of responsibility and ownership that's asking you to step forward and look at it and to do something with it. To say, okay, I take responsibility here for this, for this part of me and for this work that needs to happen. And then watch your field shift and change as the more that you're responsible for yourself, the better that you feel, the more aligned that you feel, the more connected to your authentic self that you feel and the more that you love yourself. As an example, I have been an avid devotee of yoga and movement for many, many years. But of course, for many of us, as is the case with children, that uh, devotion to physical movement in that way has ebbed and flowed during different seasons and times. But I had a realisation, right, maybe around about 39, close to 40 that physical movement now for me is a responsibility that I must take hold of, I must be in ownership of, not just because it makes me feel good, which it of course does, but at the very core is a deep, deep, deep act of self-love because it's about caring for my bones and my organs and my muscles, which my 65 and 70-year-old self are going to be so grateful for. This is about future self-loving. So every time I go downstairs to my Pilates reformer or I attend a yoga class or I move in some way that I know is really deeply quite uh, important and profound for my body, I think of that and I say to myself, this is for your future self, Claire. And of course, the ripple effect is that I start to love myself more. I'm proud of myself. I feel good in my body. I feel like I am paying attention and I am honoring the responsibility that I have to my own body. No amount of talking about it to anybody else is going to make a difference. It's just not. They're not going to affect 
the density of my bones when I'm 65 or the stability of my hips and pelvis when I'm 80 because I spoke about it to my friends or my loved ones saying, I wish I looked like this or I wish I could move like that or I wish I had more time to this. None of that is responsible and none of that takes ownership. So that's just a little example for you. As we get closer to this new moon, maybe flip open your journal and simply just ask, if self-love is self-responsibility, what does this look like for me? In what areas of my life do I need to pay attention? Where can I take more ownership? And, of course, no pressure to do it all and be it all in one go. I'm not here in like a wellness junkie mode saying, go and do it, yeah, smash it. That's not what this is about at all. It's about understanding a different perspective on what self-love really is. And of course, Mary Magdalene imparts these words to us through my teacher and leaves it with you to decide. If self-love is self-responsibility, what does that mean for myself? This is what she's asking from you as a sovereign being, to pay attention, to listen, to reflect, and to decide for yourself. Thank you for listening to Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and ears of those that need it most. If you think of someone that needs this medicine, please do me a favor and share this on. You can find me over at clarabade.com slash podcast. Thank you for being a part of this journey of awakening.